Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicky and on each episode of this show we look at one of the classics. And joining me to talk about a classic this week, it's Rick Brown and Sam Peterson. Oh, yeah. I'm going to clap. Do you mind if I clap? Uh, is that clap. nice? I clap. I love it. It's like Good Morning me. Australia yes. when people would clap, the cameraman would clap. <laughs> and it'd always be really depressing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tepid applause is my favourite kind of applause. <laughs> but they're kind of standing because they're Holding the cameras, so yeah. it's a standing ovation. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I, I prefer tepid laughter. Yeah. Oh, I know you do. Anything, I know any, you do. Any tepid reception is <laughs> welcomed by me. Some. I remember Dave and I doing a show at the. Um, uh, I'm going to brag. Yeah. Uh, the coffee pot in uh-huh. Adelaide once, and Whoa, I, I mean, just, that's was that a fifteen, sixteen thousand seat venue? <laughs> yeah. Venue it's dropping like a box. Yeah. <laughs> it's sixteen thousand minus about fifteen thousand yeah. and eight hundred eighty-eight. But it's like it's and pretty. It's that's still being, being still generous. Pretty big. It's, <laughs> it's the coziest stadium experience you'll ever have. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> They're all VIPs. Yeah. And I insist on playing in the round, always. Yeah. But um, but you sit in the middle of the actual theatre. But uh, calling it a theatre is theatre um, is very lot, generous yeah. as well. But um, but yeah, we were we were playing in this venue, and it was, it was when I realised that Dave and I loved tepid laughter. Was mm. when a few nights it was it was one of the worst experiences for being in a venue of all time. And occasionally, <laughs> someone would even just go, even not, not even tepid laughter. Sometimes people would just go, huh. They go, okay, uh, you're going to continue. You can't stop now. Don't stop now. Please don't stop now. Guys, 45 minutes to go. <laughs> I remember one time Dave and I, so I don't know if you ever had experience like this, Rick, but when Dave and I, one night I remember getting off stage and Dave and I both looked at each other and went, I've never wanted to leave mm-hmm. more during a show. Like, you know when it's like halfway through a show and you go, yep. could we leave now? Like what would actually happen if we just got up and just walked off stage? How, how long would they sit there thinking it was part of the show? <laughs> yeah, well, how, we, 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 you know, we, we kind of are an art installation piece. That's yeah. how I see us. So yeah, could have been an hour later. Mm, they're still have. waiting. There was only one way to answer that question and that was to follow your heart <laughs> and walk right out. We should have done right Though out. instead we did the full show, then yeah. went backstage, I'm saying in uh, quotation marks there, because uh, it was just literally standing behind the curtain. Yep. It was about 30 centimetres between the curtain and a window on the yeah. third floor. And we had to stand there and listen to people talk about <laughs> what they thought of the show. <laughs> it's always the best way to finish and, a show. And, and we are on the third floor looking out thinking, should we just jump? Should we just jump? <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to end it all. Because people, even if they, in their minds, they know that you haven't gone anywhere. You're just standing yeah. behind a curtain. Yeah. To them, they can, they cannot separate. They all think no. that you have gone to some plush backstage area. Oh, no, no we're in the green, green room, room. Yeah. with the grand piano, relaxing, and they're yeah. and they're free to debrief about their audience experience without oh. you, without your prying ears. Whereas you're just standing there behind the curtains. I think that's a good way to get frank and honest feedback. 
Yeah, oh, they <laughs> the were best. And they were very honest. <laughs> <laughs> They're thinking that we're backstage with like tiny bottles of water. Like yeah. that's so showbiz. It's massive showbiz. <laughs> massive showbiz. The bigger the star, the smaller the bottle. <laughs> 100% true. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next time Sam and I do a show, if you're listening, please do come along. <laughs> it's not always terrible. But don't talk about us so meanly <laughs> no. when you leave. Please, we, 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 we had that. We'd prefer you just lied. <laughs> if they walk out halfway through, it may or may not be part of the show. <laughs> that's for you to decide. Yeah. Also, the audience, if they walk out halfway through. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. We're, yeah. we're to say that's part, part of the, of the show. show. That's fine. We meant that. We wanted him to leave. Yeah. meant that whole thing. How good is it when, uh, when a friend comes to a show and they go, like there's a heckler or something, they go, I loved, was that all part of the show? Mm. Going, the person telling me to shut up. No, that wasn't <laughs> yeah. part of the when show. When I almost cried on stage, was that, was that part of the show? <laughs> just thought it was real emotion. Like the only <laughs> genuine raw. bit of emotion <laughs> yeah, in the whole show. That was the only bit that felt real yeah. in the whole show. <laughs> you finally connected with us as the audience in <laughs> that moment of end. vulnerability. <laughs> genuine broken-hearted tears. <laughs> I felt that. Yeah. I thought it was real. Thank you. Thank you so more much. More of that. If you could get away with it, if you could just less little jokey jokes and more getting ripped apart by the audience and exposing your broken souls on stage, please. One hour That's of art. that. Yeah. One hour of that. It's the best. Yeah. I'll pay top dollar for that. That's how you get into the Melbourne Festival, guys. That's Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how you get in. Yeah. That's the big leagues. No, If you could have no audience, that would mm. be the best for us. That would really work for our festival. Yeah. Nothing, our branding. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> it's just you standing behind a curtain for an hour and a half. You never come on stage. You never go off stage. No one's sure where the stage is. I've always wanted to do a show called um, Sar Fringe, and it's just basically it's a, a show that is Sar Fringe, that when you walk in, I'm the chair, mm. and the audience have to sit on me, and then I start the show, and it's just me going around to, from people going, and what are you doing for Fringe? <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, someone said recently that I was explaining the idea, and they're like, your character sounds like Alan Rickman has got a mouthful of marble, so it's just me going around going, and what are you doing for fringe? <laughs> I mean, the, the idea would get very old very quickly, but I feel like it could be a real hit. No, it's one of those ideas that they'll, like, as it starts, people will love it, and yeah. then they'll be like, actually, we need something else to happen now, yeah. but he's still doing it. And, and then all of it, will. But then 10 minutes, you know, 15 minutes in, actually, now we're starting to really yeah, like yeah, it yeah. again, and then, and then, it's, and then it's, it's sipping. And then you just wait for that third crescendo, and then that's the end of the show. And everyone's like, that was brilliant. Have I told you this? Half of the show is me backstage behind the curtain awaiting feedback. <laughs> <laughs> With the Which- doors locked so they can't leave. <laughs> yeah. They're not allowed, but I'm the door. (laughs) It's very mysterious. You're the door and the key. (laughs) They just got to figure it out. It's an escape room. It's a a horrible escape (laughs) room. It's a fringe escape room. You are all the clues and all the locks and all the doors and all the keys. Sometimes it takes them nine hours to work out. It's an escape room. Star fringe. I'm, I'm going way over into the next show. They're trying yeah. to go on and I'm still on. They haven't escaped yet. Sorry. Wait and see. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Arj Barker. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> he's cancelled the first nine shows. Oh, well, he has to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for joining me in the Book Cheat Library. Mm. So I sometimes refer to it as. Wow. It sound a little bit classier than it really mm. is. I love the ladder that you move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm. spin it the whole spin way around. Spin it right round. Pick any book we want. I like it. There's only one shelf of books, though. I think the ladder is... <laughs> Vaguely it's unnecessary, but yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> what if I told you I was a ladder? Ooh, brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, I started this show basically because I used to be a big reader and I'm no longer, well, I was no longer, but now six months in. <laughs> you I, are no longer? I, I forced Are myself. you dead, Dave? Yes. Is this the ghost of Dave Warnicky? Is that, is that fringe? Yeah, that's so that's fringe. So fringe. <laughs> that's so, so fringe. <laughs> How long was your gap? How long was your hiatus? Oh, probably 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. 10, 10 years off. We weren't reading a, reading a novel. 
we yes, weren't reading. No, well, occasionally, you know, on holidays or something, you pick up a book and go. Did it, oh, like with most people, coincide with the rise of smartphones? Oh, God. I reckon that could have ruined me. Mm, yes. Yeah. You, know, you know what we used to do with our spare time if we had a little bit of time to kill? Tell me. Sometimes we'd pick up a book. Oh, you know I'd talk to people. You know what happened after smartphones? <laughs> what happened, Ray? Picked up a phone. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's just basic, uh, you know, culture and society. Yeah. I've, I've just got, broken it down for you. I've got shelves and shelves of smartphones. And I, just, <laughs> I go on my ladder across. <laughs> See all the smartphones I can. I think that's true, though. Like, I... I, I think I stopped reading as much when I got my smartphone for sure. Mm. My Nokia 3310 didn't keep me engaged enough, but when I got my smartphone, mm. absolutely. I think you got the handle of Snake. You were oh like, God, I had it. There are no more frontiers. Back to the books. <laughs> yeah. Back to the books, everyone. <laughs> Once you filled the screen with that entire snake. Yeah. <laughs> It was it's too no much. It was moving so slow. Maximum snake. <laughs> so from that, Ricky, I'm taking. Is it a similar story for you? Uh, absolutely. With the smartphone? Yes. Used to be a big reader, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a very big reader, and um, the, the smartphones kind of made a big dint in my reading. And then I've started. I go through periods where I'm I focus and I focus my energies. I'm like. Get back into reading and then right. I go through periods where I read quite a lot and then I'll drift away again and remind myself. So I go through ebb and, ebb and flows, much like the you're, you're being the chair in a fringe show, <laughs> ebb and flow, and I've just got to ride the crescendo. So now I'm in a, I'm in a reading phase at the moment. Oh, so. great. great. What are you reading at the moment? I'm in the middle of um, Station Eleven. I don't know if you've no, read that's that. That's a post-apocalyptic uh, world with a Shakespearean. There's a tra- travelling group of Shakespearean players, and it's sort okay. of focusing on that. A virus. I'm only halfway through, so I can't really uh, can't tell you anything more. just now. <laughs> but the first half, first half's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So what I've been reading, is, it's great. Yes. Yeah, add a bit of you know, people have been wiped out of virus, and then rebuilding society with a Shakespearean kind of flavour. Oh, I'm going to say that sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds like a yeah. fun thing. What a combo! What a combo! <laughs> what a sweet, sweet combo! Yeah. How about you, Sam? What do you uh, you've been reading anything lately, or have you uh, are you on your hiatus still? I I'm kind of on my hiatus. I mean, I'm I'm a big biography fan, so I read a lot of uh, fiction. No, I read a lot of biographies. <laughs> um, but I mean. I haven't really read one for a little bit. The last one I read was Ray Martin's autobiography. I, I like to find really bad autobiographies. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm a right. big fan of those. And would you classify the Ray Martin biography? Uh, awful. Um, one, of, one, of, one of the worst. So um, the worst, the better for you. Yeah. So, like, I read uh, in the last year, I reckon I've read Gina Liano's autobiography from Real Housewives of Melbourne. Great. Uh, Sharon Osbourne. Um, mm-hmm. From Real Housewives of Melbourne, and uh, <laughs> and I just always read autobiographies, and the worse the better. So that's kind of been my thing. And recently, more recently, I've just finished o- Ozzy Osbourne, so I went from Sharon to Ozzy. Wow! Uh, but you can really understand Ozzy's because you know he's not it's not listening to him. Yeah, the sure. audio book would have been impossible to, <laughs> to listen to. Apparently, but. they're studying his DNA now. Really? Yeah, but apparently, he's genetically mutated. To of survive course. his partying lifestyle, like he, well, he bit the head off a bat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that must make you like, stronger, I believe. So that, the reason he's not dead is because his genes mutated to allow him to survive how hard he lived. Well, let me tell you, and they're studying his health. DNA now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't survive completely. No, but his DNA said, "Not on my watch." Imagine they're going to start injecting you with Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah. would you like the flu shot? Yep, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> no, no, thank you. you do, you like party, do you like to party real hard? <laughs> what year Ozzy Osbourne is that? No, thank you. Bad drop. Yeah. No, thank you. Bad year for Ozzy Osbourne. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic. Well, I'm afraid to tell you that it's this week's uh, book is not a- apocalyptic. Oh. It's not Shakespearean oh. and it is not an autobiography. Well, good night, Dave. Thank <laughs> you for having us on. I'm not interested. You've lured us into the library on false pretenses. <laughs> <laughs> but we will soldier on. Yeah. Oh, of course. I don't know what you classify as a classic, but if it doesn't tick any of those boxes, I <laughs> doubt it's, I doubt it's a classic. <laughs> yes. We'll be the judge of your classic, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well... 
I hope you'll like it. To be honest, you don't even have to like it. Yeah. I love it already. I do. Yeah. I hope you'll- too harsh. We, uh, can, we can have our honest pants on. Yeah, yes, I please. do have my honest- I bought them in, my honest pants. <laughs> the more honest, the better. And at the end of the episode, I will get you to rate it out of five. Oh, see if you like it. So, right. critical hats on. Okay. That- Ricky's actually wearing a hat and, and I'm wearing pants. So it's fine. Yeah. Critical um, pants. <laughs> but when you asked me to rate the book, could you both hide behind a curtain so I can be as honest and frank? <laughs> Pretend we are the as, author. As possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, need to, I need to feel alone and able to pass judgment. <laughs> Freely. Yeah. The worst hour of my life. <laughs> <Rick> Brutal. <laughs> Two hours of Rick Brown yeah. just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. It was quite scathing, yeah. but worth it. Needed a lot more Shakespeare and Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've gone with this week, I've gone with a short story. I've gone with uh, a, quite a famous short story, especially in America, this one. Mm-hmm. I've gone with the Herman Melville Ooh. short story, Bartleby the Scrivener. It- Oh, well, I mean, yes. I've got to say, that sounds like one of the pretend books in Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the second years have to study Bartleby and the Scrivener. Bartleby. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was my name, to be honest. Bartleby. It's beautiful. I've, I've never heard the name before or, no. or since. But um, this book was so people can suggest books to me that I do. Uh-huh. And if you want to do that at home, there's a little link in the description of this episode. Uh, this was suggested by Matthew Thomason from Birmingham in Alabama. Wow. Oh, okay. United States. One of the, li- the, the lesser known Birmingham's. Yeah, I saw Birmingham. I'm like, Oh, 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 the other Birmingham. The other one. The Alabama Birminghams. <laughs> my favourite, my personal favourite. Uh, Matthew writes to me, a friend once said it was his favourite short story. Oh. I've never read it. And I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to put it yeah. I don't want to put in the effort when I could just listen to three funny people Ooh, tell me all about it. A lot it. of pressure. No pressure, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, he'll be behind a curtain after this. <laughs> so thank you for suggesting this, Matthew Thomason. Have you guys heard of Bartleby Ma- the Matthew Thomas? I've only barely heard of Herman Melville. Was he was he Moby Dick? Moby Dick, that's okay. right. Oh, was so, he Moby Dick? Was, was he was actually yeah, was Moby Dick? Moby Dick yes. was an autobiography. He was yeah. played. <laughs> that was the twist. Oh, Did of you course. get that? Yes, he was um eighties Ozzy Osbourne, I believe. So for a bit of a historical background, Bartleby the Scrivener is a short story by American author Herman Melville, and I've written here probably most famous for writing Moby Dick. Oh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Bartleby the Scrivener was first published anonymously as Bartleby the Scrivener, A Story of Wall Street. So uh, okay. was this This must have been after Moby Dick. I feel like he that's the only reason he would have done it anonymously because he yeah. didn't want it to be tarred with the Moby Dick brush. Oh, God. No, like I'm J.K. Rowling, Moby- jokes Rowling, as exactly you call it. Exactly right. Because <laughs> uh, if you're not that famous or well-known, there's no need there's no to point. hide you. Why are you hiding it? Yeah, unless there's gender issues. You know, a, a lot true. of the female authors often try to slide in so they weren't judged based purely on gender. Oh, who Absolutely. wrote Regeneration? Was it Regeneration? And it's a female author that put it in her... In a, in a male name, just because the writing seemed like she wanted to prove herself as like mm-hmm. a as a, a female writer that could actually write in a male voice, mm-hmm. and so wrote the whole thing. I wish I knew the name of the book because that would be fantastic. Yeah, given but, us um, very scant. <laughs> um, I believe is it this, was about something. Is this one of the clues in your fabled escape room <laughs> fringe show? <laughs> there might be once, a book. <laughs> once upon a time, if you can think of the title, you'll solve the clue. <laughs> People are yelling at the yeah yeah just nothing right to go off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, Bartleby was first published in two installments in Putnam's Monthly Magazine in 1853, which is actually two years after. Uh, maybe Dick, you are right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a roaring success at the time. In fact, none of Melville's works were. No, having mostly given up writing in 1857. So tragically, he wrote very little over the last 34 years oh. of his life, and published in a magazine. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was quite the common way to get, you, yeah, get yourself right. out there. Right, okay. Get yourself out there. Yeah. What, what are these called? Mega? 
magazines, magazines before yeah. smartphone. Yeah, before smartphone. Sadly, yeah. smartphones ruined everything. <laughs> Have you got like autobiography magazines? Could you get one of those? It doesn't sound possible okay. to me. All right, all right. Sounds very impossible. I might look it up, Rick, if you don't mind. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just going to take your word for it. Um, I know a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay, that's my, true. <laughs> most of my facts are accurate. <laughs> I'm sad to report for Melville, he died an unknown author and interest in him only took off on the centenary of his birth in 1919, 30 years after he died. Wow. So, even Moby Dick, one of the so most Moby famous. Moby Dick wasn't even, big, so he had no reason to. Yeah, in, his yeah. Century, in the century that he was alive, people did not oh. care about it. I thought Moby Dick would have been a huge hit and that's why, like you said, Rick, he would have yeah. had a pseudonym for. Sadly he no. just was like, I think people hate me. <laughs> I think people don't every like time me. I, every time I release a book with the, by Herman Melville, no people are like, it. not interested. Yeah, but, people pick it up and go, nah. Yeah. yeah. Nah, so what if I was by Anonymous? In a magazine. <laughs> Very cool. I'm reinventing the form. <laughs> uh, well, that's interesting. But I have noticed uh, society at large doesn't like to reward artists in their lifetime because well, it, no. it becomes a tricky business. Yeah. Um, they've learned through through the years if you if you reward an artist and make them famous in their lifetime then they have too much power and they start wielding it unnecessarily. Yeah, people it, will start coming to South Fringe after I'm dead. Yeah, long after I'm dead, yeah. audiences will be queuing around the block. I'm definitely waiting for that sweet sweet relief of death and fame. What a combo! <laughs> Phew. Thirty years after I die, I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> and it's also with artists once they're dead. That's that you know what their body of work is. Yeah. They, there's no they danger of them ruining it. it. No. You know what I mean? Oh, we love this work. Oh, they went on too long. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. So if you wait till they're dead and you decide who's good and who's not, that's, yeah. you've got a finite collection <sighs> to, so uh, to, uh, to attribute value to. It's very sensible. Yes. Very Nothing sensible. should be read by an author who's alive. This podcast will not go out until after all three of us are dead. <laughs> Great. It's the only are way. you scheduling the release? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna, well, I'm going to guess when we're all going to die. <laughs> 2024. This is a fun game. We're all dead. I might be next week. I'm not sure. Each of us will we'll see the release date and it'll be like an omen just hanging over our heads. 24th of August. 2023. It's not far away, Dave. All three of us died in that car crash, remember? No. (laughs) Dave's guessed it. It's the only way to make sure we all go at the same time. I was wondering why you had your your tarot cards with you today. (laughs) They're all just the death cards. I know. I've seen them. Uh, so it's now one of the most acclaimed American short stories. It's so sad that it wasn't acclaimed in his lifetime. Yeah. If, in fact, if you Google famous short stories as I did, it is yeah. one of the first things that comes up. Well, well, well. And I recognise it because uh, when I went to uni, I did one literature subject and we had to read this in that. And I did not enjoy it at the time. Oh, mm, I've okay. since gone back and read it. And I'm not going to spoil it because I will also give it a score out of five, but I'd love to know what you guys think okay. of Bartleby the script. Oh, I'm not going to tell you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you try and get it out of me. I won't tell. Such an exciting name. I've just I've got so many questions. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, what is a Scrivener? Oh, what well, the, what do they scrive? We will get what to the Scrivener. Uh, so I always read the opening line just to give it a bit of context. Uh-huh. So this is how this is how it starts. I am a rather elderly man. Was that you or was that you're saying that? Oh no, that's the Oh, okay, sorry. Right here. This is the first line. The first line, okay. The nature of my avocations for the last 30 years has brought me into more than ordinary contact with what would seem an interesting and somewhat singular set of men, of whom as yet nothing that I know of has ever been written. I mean the law copyists or Scriveners. But I waive the biographies of all other Scriveners for a few passages in the life of Bartleby, who was a Scrivener of the strangest I ever saw or heard of. Wow. And we're in. What do you reckon? Wow. I, I mean, was piqued by biography when that was mentioned. Yeah, like, you were like, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Ray Martin is Whatever. Is Ray, Ray, Ma- is Ray Martin a script? Is, is this about Ray Martin? So the lead voice, uh, the, the the author's voice in this is not Bartleby. It's someone talking about yeah, the life yeah, of Bartleby. Yeah, telling us about this strange person they once knew called Bartleby. Who is a law copyist. Is that what they're saying a Scrivener is? Yeah, a so law copyist? Like well, I a thought basic... it was law copyist or Scrivener. Oh. Was it? Was it? 
or Scribner. So it was a bit of a whatever you want to oh, say. Some people call okay. them law or copiers. Scrivener. Some people call them Scribners. Oh, whatever you want. You want to call them Scribners? Um, so basically like an admin person or the person who types the, uh, the yeah. stenography? Yeah, so back oh, in 1853, a, uh, a law uh, or a Scrivener uh-huh. working in this law firm, that what their job would be would be to edit things but also copy out because there's fewer ways to make uh, copies of things. Okay, sure. There's no smartphones. No, no, no smartphones. smartphones. Uh, smartphones have also ruined the, uh, ruined the Scrivener business. Scrivener <laughs> Did that go down after yeah, the release sadly. of the smartphone? Yeah, in oh, 2006. Well, we've oh, called God. all the, the Scriveners into the office. We've got to let half of you go, unfortunately. <laughs> it's an antique now to have yeah. a Scrivener. Scriv- Scrivener business isn't what it used to be, lads. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what a Scrivener is. And um, we've just met our narrator there who never names himself. Ah, okay. anonymous. Anonymous. Oh, Moby Dick. If you will (laughs) But Uh, uh, he recounts his interactions with a young Scrivener he employed named Bartleby Bartleby the Scrivener I can only imagine this short story is going to be the blueprint for season one of Suits (laughs) (laughs) Is is that where you think this is going? This is what I I think Suits has based their entire The correlation you see Yeah, absolutely I cannot (laughs) wait to hear what Bartleby gets up to With With Meghan Markle, a young Meghan Markle. He tells us that out of all the Scribners, he thinks the uh, story of Bartleby is the most interesting, that even though he doesn't know his full story, Mm. our storyteller wants to tell us what he knows about this Scribner. Always good to write a story about someone you don't know about. Yeah, that's no. good. I Always guess he was born in about 1840, maybe. See, now that would be an autobiography I would read. Someone who doesn't know a whole lot about the person, just know. a biography, just yeah. going, um, I guess he kind of did this. Yeah. I think I saw him pop up on this, but not sure. And Don't the, check the facts. And they're kind of, they're kind of trying to um, create a bit of buzz around Bartleby's life. But yeah. it is, if you look at how they phrased it, it is kind of like, oh, I used to hang out with some very average law copyists. <laughs> yeah. The most yeah. interesting of all of them was Bartleby, but the bar was very low. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that much. And I don't yeah. know heaps about yeah. him. Don't there know was heaps. That, there was that one time at the Christmas party <laughs> yeah. where he got very drunk <laughs> and he sang some freestyle karaoke uh, and that's the most interesting thing, interesting thing <laughs> that's ever happened. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. We only met for five minutes and he was still more interesting than these <laughs> yeah. other guys. So I've written, I've, I've written as much as I know about him. It's basically the Christmas sto- the Christmas party. That's what, <laughs> The it, end. That's why it's a short story, guys. <laughs> I, I don't have much. <laughs> Moby, Doc really, Moby Dick really took it out of me. Not Moby, yeah, Moby that's Doc. That's very, very long. Yeah. <laughs> about 30 times longer. But before we hear about Bartleby, we hear more from our narrator about how his office was before this strange character came into his life. Oh, okay. Ooh. So a little, bit the of, scene. Yeah, a little bit of intrigue now. Let me tell you about the boring guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's lower that bar. Got us hooked. I've given you all, back the, out. all the sizzle that I can manage. <laughs> now I'm going to dial it right back. <laughs> Our narrator describes himself as someone who always likes to do the easiest things when it comes to life. Okay. And that's, uh, that's, that will become quite evident. Yeah. And after he qualified as a lawyer. Because he finishes the book there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> After he qualified as a lawyer, uh, he wanted to avoid testifying before juries or doing anything public, but rather he focused on mortgages and title deeds for rich men. Okay. So something quite quite dull, which yeah. he's happy to admit. Uh-huh. But he's done quite well. Yeah. He's he found, found a niche. Yeah. He found his own niche. He loves is, a niche. Sorry, is this the author or Bartleby? This, this is the author. No, this is the author. Yes, good, good. His offices were on Wall Street, where he was doing rather well for himself with two copyists oh. or Scriveners already yeah. working for him as Scribs. well. He's double Scrived it. Oh. Double Scrived it? I thought there was only one Scriv there. He is no. doing well for himself. Two times Scriv. Do or Scrivel. Man, and you got two scrives. Got two scrives. You set. You're walking with a strut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got the double. You got the double scrive strut. Two scrives. Yeah, I got two scrives. Oh, Move on. I don't want to talk about he it. He has not peaked there either. He's also got what? Uno Office Boy. Oh, hello, Uno Office Boy. Two scrives. Mm, yeah, that guy's loaded. Office boys. Well. Office Boy dreams of being a scrive one day. <laughs> you can better believe it. Our two scrives. Two scrives and Office Boys were Turkey. 
Nippers and Ginger Nut. What's with these people's names? Sadly, all nicknames. I, when oh, I was reading okay. that, I thought, right. yeah. please tell me his name is Turkey because that is good stuff. Yeah, this great. is why the Scriv life is thick. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Thick. I mean, it's a thick He's like Scriv, li- Scriv for life. He's like Scriv Turkey, and that is definitely the most interesting thing about himself. <laughs> uh, so they all gave each other these nicknames, Turkey, Nippers and Ginger Nut. Turkey is a similar age to our narrator, who it turns out is about 60 years old. Okay. So Scriv- the Scriv life is very similar to amateur football life is what I, or <laughs> any kind of football team. <laughs> Come on here, duck nuts. Yeah. You eat turkey one time. <laughs> Let's call him turkey forever. <laughs> Nippers, chocolate milk. Is that, a, is that one? Yeah. I've got red pubic hair on my balls. What are you going to call me? <laughs> Ginger nuts, mate. Ginger nuts. <laughs> We've all decided. Uh, turkey is a great rider in the morning, but once it hits the afternoon every day, he loses his cool and becomes careless, constantly knocking over ink and just generally being a nuisance, nuisance around the office. A turkey, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a gobble gobble. A bit of a gobble gobble. Our, so on brand. our narrator, his boss, suggested that how about you just work in the mornings, but Turkey refused and our narrator just backed down. Oh. Showing he doesn't like confrontation. He just okay. likes the that's easy stuff. That's why he didn't get into that hardcore law. Yeah, no. Someone, that's easy stuff. Yeah. Someone said, I object, and he'd go, okay, I'm out. All good. I'm okay, out. cool. I withdraw the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go to the client. Sorry about that. Uh, he had me. He really got so me. So my client has changed his plea to guilty. No, I didn't. No, I- <laughs> Sorry, it's out of my hands. <laughs> I like taking the easy route. Have you read my book? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, so that's Turkey. Then there's okay. Nippers, who's in his yep. 20s, and the opposite of Turkey, and that he works poorly in the morning, mm. but takes off in the afternoons. Cocaine. Okay. Cocaine so- habit. Cocaine habit, for <laughs> he hits, sure. He hits the bathroom, two, lunch. Two screws in the office. <laughs> Cocaine habit, for sure. It's, it's two screws and one's on and one's off. Oh, okay. And a narrator's happy about that. He actually says, look... I would have been annoyed if they were both uh, off at the same time. But yeah. As long as one's up, the other one's, doesn't matter if the other one's down. Who cares? Got scribs in balance. Take the easy rope, got scribs <laughs> in balance. That's fine. I, and, know, uh, I don't know everything I need to know. <laughs> finally, Ginger Nut is the 12-year-old office boy. Absolutely. 12 years 12 old. Years old. With just a smattering of pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> just a hint of yeah. that red That's pubic hair. Ginger Nut, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the other one to drop. Uh, he was sent in by his father because his father's got high hopes for him to one day be a lawyer. So he's like, move. oh, a lawyer. Start as an office boy when mm. you're 12. By the time you're 20, I, mean, I, sh- I hopefully you, you don't need to study. <laughs> you'll learn everything in the office you'll be boy. And whatever yeah. you do, son, don't show them your testicles on the first day. <laughs> oh, no. That's a big no no. It's a big no no. <laughs> Why'd you tell me that on my second day? <laughs> <laughs> but on the bright side, I got an awesome nickname. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, to sh- I'm sorry to shock and or disappoint you. He was nicknamed this because he's often sent to get ginger nut biscuits mm. for the others in the office. That's Very creative. Okay. Yeah, that's well, that's at least what they tell the father, yeah. so yeah. he doesn't take his twelve-year-old son out of this office. <laughs> it's a ginger nut biscuit. That's yeah. what. That's what. That, that's what. It, is that believable? That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, you believe me in this? This is good. You believe in this? I think day? they invented ginger nut biscuits just to just cover their tracks. Nickname. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want a paper trail. Let's yeah. <laughs> well, a narrator has decided that he's doing so well. He needs another scrivener. Another scrivener. Oh, triple oh. scriv. Triple scriv. How is he going to afford? Impossible. Three scribblets. That's how well he's scribblets. doing. That's over okay. the top. He doesn't want to boast, but that's how well he's doing. That's pretty good. So he uh, placed an ad that was answered by a young man named Bartleby. Hello. Okay. Described as, quote, palidly neat, pitiably oh. respectable, and incurably forlorn. Oh, and so forlorn. he's a straight-laced, okay. down, downtrodden yeah. type. Yeah. Absolutely. I he's like hired him. because of this. And Straight away. Non- didn't even meet him first. Non-threatening. That's <laughs> why. I am non-threatening. Yeah. Straight in. <laughs> Can you get out of my face when you say that? <laughs> Bartleby's in, and uh, he impressed his new boss with his output and work ethic. Okay. Just goes for it. Good start. Well, to the wheel. Tong. He yeah. did. Hit that grindstone. For the first two days. Oh, right. Okay. That's it. That's all first impressions yeah, count. Exactly. First impressions last. On the third day, mm-hmm. Bartleby was called into his uh, boss's office and given the task of examining a small paper. Such a common task it was that the boss held up the paper to be grabbed without even looking. He just sort of went, Bartleby, come just in. Waved it at him. Waved Dismissive. at him. 
very but, dismissive. But Bartleby didn't grab the paper, but instead replied, I'd prefer not to. Hello. Okay. I don't want to work anymore, yeah. I've decided. Yeah. This is day three. Day three, I'm tired. I'd like my long service leave, please. <laughs> I, just, I think Bartleby was just unhappy with the status games being played. Yeah. You yeah. wave you a bit of pa- You some paper you? at me. Come on, eye contact, please. Yeah. Then it's time for Bartleby to, to draw a line in the sand. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't think I want to. <laughs> well, I'm going to draw it with Ginger Nut. How yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah, Ginger Nut, get in here. <laughs> well, at first, the boss... Thought he was so shocked that he yeah. thought Bartleby had misunderstood the task, so he oh. repeated it. Okay, but yeah. Bartleby had the same response. I would prefer not to. This okay. is unscrew-like behaviour. Oh. This is breaking the script. You won't mold. make it in the script yeah. mold <laughs> like that. You won't. Not in that script. Scri- scri- game. Did not le- learn that at script school. No, but this exchange is scribbiting. <laughs> so shocked by this second response, our narrator had no idea how to respond, and Bartleby went back to his work, and the boss. Just got nippers to do the job instead. Uh-huh. Because he always takes the easy route exactly. instead of the confrontation. Hates confrontation, loves yeah. the easy route. Okay. So it's easy to go, no worries. Yeah. Nippers, get in here. And, nippers, and, get and, in here. And one of the plus sides of having three scrivs, yeah. I mean, it's expensive, yet you've always got a scrive who'll do always the job. Always got a scrive. Like well, nippers them, will do the job. If one no of them doubt. would prefer not to, yeah. it's two more. Prefer one, not to work <laughs> today. <laughs> I prefer not to work today. Yeah. Are you wanting me to come in every day? Yeah. Now, well, I don't know about that. Have you ever pulled this kind of thing with a boss? Oh, I've Do never. you think you could get away with saying, I'd prefer not to, and they'd go, oh, yeah. good. don't worry about it. Nah. Just wagged for the day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no so. I, I mean, I've pulled sickies, but it's always in a way to avoid confrontation, like so yeah. you're, you're blameless. I could never like face-to-face just say, yeah, just not say doing no. it, boss. I don't want to do that. I don't, you know, that's not some- for me. Mm. Find someone else who will do that. That's not for me today. Yeah, No, no thank you. Is- I've never done that. Have you, Dave? Have you done that? Oh, I'm a bad boy in the office. I know that. I know that. You're a bad boy. Mm. So two to out of three call. of us would be perfect scribs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, I'm you, the Bartleby. You, got, you yeah. are, yeah. In any group of three people, one of them's the Bartleby. <laughs> I bag turkey. One of them's a turkey and one of them is a nippet. <laughs> and they all know a little boy called Ginger Nut. <laughs> That's so true. No questions asked. Whose nickname is under question. <laughs> like, uh, the origins of the nickname could get a lot of people Bisc- in trouble. It's biscuits, okay? Yeah. The biscuits. Yeah. So they say. Come on. So they say. Yeah. So our boss in the story here, hoping this was just a strange one-off, a few more days went past, and again Bartleby was asked to help with some urgent work, and again he said, I would prefer not to. Well, Bartleby okay. knows the chink in the armour now. Yeah. He's like, this He's boss. I know, they say, they say all good once. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've said the end of that. The boss pushes a little more this time, but Ooh. Bartleby kept repeating, I would prefer yeah. not to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, to be he fair, will, if push comes to shove, but in, yeah, I don't in, want to. In Bartleby's defense, he is just stating a fact. I prefer He's not, not saying to. I won't do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I would prefer not yeah, to. Yeah, it's not for me. Make me. Like, yeah. You, you push me. Rank. Push me around. Show me your authority and I'll do it. But yeah. at the moment, I put your dick on the to. line. It's the, same, <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing as when someone says, Can you do this? And you go, I can. Yeah. Yeah. Question. And you leave it there. Question. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I could do that. I, I can. Could. As you're exiting the room with your hands up. I can. I can. Sure. I can. I'm capable of that. Yeah. Oh, but I prefer not to. I prefer yeah. not to. So but it's just a case of using grammar as a yeah. weapon. As a weapon yeah. right now, language is, can be your best friend in these situations. You get that oh one God. good line. He's my best friend. I'm very lonely. Grammar's <laughs> <laughs> my only friend. And even grammar's like, I prefer not. I to. prefer not to be your friend. I don't want to hang you. out tonight. <laughs> uh, but the boss asked asked his other employees what they thought of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's called a powwow. Oh God. He's having a staff meeting without yeah, Bartleby. He got a, oh, no, Bartleby's there. Oh, oh Bartleby's there. He goes, get in here. What do you think of this? Behind a curtain. What do you think of this? So finally get a bit of confrontation, but he's getting them to say what they think. Yeah. Them to confront their He's tapping employee. out. He's like, hypothetically, yeah. if, <laughs> if Bartleby, Bartleby here was to prefer not to do work, how would you all feel about exactly. that? Exactly. And what, sh- what would you do if you were his boss? <laughs> 
But could, um, could they, any of you <laughs> pretend to be his boss and tell him to do the work? I'd greatly appreciate it. I just will say here, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> well, they invariably reply. One says Bartleby should be fired. Okay. Another one says, I think he's a bit of a loony. Oh, wow. Yeah. So leave it be. I love but a loony. He did, he did two great days of work, though. Yeah, two on. solid days of work. He's got two, it in him. Two days on, five days off. He's a yeah. diamond in the rough. <laughs> he certainly is. But this did nothing to move Bartleby, although the other others, particularly Nippers, was annoyed that they had to pick up the slack for their new oh, colleague. Because he's getting all the stuff that Bartleby yeah. would prefer not to do. But Nippers used to having two scripts. Like, they're used to that. Yeah, Bart- Bartleby just is a added extra. Yeah, he's a, lu- he's a, luxury, a luxury scriv. Yeah, luxury scriv. You guys should have, be, feel lucky to have another <laughs> scriv around. Just be happy if he does something every now and again. Yeah, every that, two days out of five. Don't, it's working. Don't see it as you having to do more work. In Because in the end, you're doing less work if Bartleby does something every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> when he prefers to do it. It makes sense. It works it out. Sense. Come on. Yeah. Also, he's asked to be paid more than you, and I've agreed. <laughs> and he, he's the boss now. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, so, our narrator, our boss here, rather yeah. than fire Bartleby, he, uh-huh. started, he began to become fascinated by his employee and Can't noted that he never seemed to go anywhere or dine anywhere else. Okay. He ne- he's never eating. It's because right. he died six years ago. Yeah. He's a, he's a <laughs> he's ghost a of a ghost. script. <laughs> ghost of a script prefer- is a great name for a book. He'd prefer not to do it because he can't touch it. Oh, did I just ruin the twist ending? I apologise. Oh, no. Is he a ghost We will find time. out. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Because he can't grab the paper. This is what I'm saying. Is he a whale? He's not corporeal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. Barnaby lacks corporeal being and cannot do any work that involves him grabbing paper off you if you wafted at him. <laughs> Don't Come on, Herman Melville, you've, 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 you've... Wake fore- up to yourself. You foreshadowed this <laughs> terribly, Herman. <laughs> You're foreshadowing. Leaves a lot to be desired, I'll tell you that. He's noticed he never eats. Okay. The only thing he eats in the office is ginger nuts. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying oh, to steal the nickname here. The testicles yeah. or the biscuits? Uh, the biscuits. Oh, I, I assume. <laughs> sub, I got the subtext of that, but I don't know. That's Imagine my if interpretation. Just look at me eating a ginger nut right now. Wonder what you're going to call me. Oh God, I'm eating another ginger Ooh, nut right now. Looking at the the twelve year old, I'm coming for that title. <laughs> Be pretty good to try and start your own nickname like that. I had a friend that tried to start their own nickname, Aviator. Oh, and that's so a good nickname. She always brought uh, aviator sunglasses. Yeah. Like, would just always wear them going, look at my aviator sunglasses. Someone should call me that. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a good way to start a nickname is just to try and. Someone should call me that. Yeah, someone should call me that. Some- <laughs> I agree. Has it ever worked? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. It's true. What do you think, aviator? <laughs> <laughs> Your new nickname. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. That suits you. Yeah. yeah oh, it suits you well. I think it's cool. <laughs> I like the sunglasses you're wearing right I've now. I've always wanted a cool. nickname and this is <laughs> yeah. like the happiest day of my life. <laughs> Hey, Book Cheaters, Just Dave here, dropping in to tell you that this episode of Book Cheat is brought to you by Care Of. Care Of is a subscription service that makes it easy to get vitamins, protein powders and more personalised just for you and delivered straight to your door. Now, it can be hard to really know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but Care Of makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. And if you're unsure what you need, Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, your health goals and lifestyle choices, and takes only five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed recommendation for vitamins, protein powders and more. The online quiz is now new and improved. To learn if you are getting enough protein, fiber and good fats to determine if you could benefit from Care Of's new natural protein powders. Care of, make sure you're getting your vitamins and proteins from the best sources backed by honest guidance and transparency. Now, if you would like to give Care of a go for 30% off your first Care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter bookcheat30. That's bookcheat30 for 30% off your first Care of order. All you have to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code bookcheat30. 
BookCheat30. You'll get your vitamins, protein powders and more. Care of will know you came to them through BookCheat. So one more time, takecareof.com and enter the code BookCheat30. All right, back to Bartleby. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So he's only ever eating ginger nuts. And our narrator says, uh, even the ginger did not seem to affect Bartleby. He ponders, quote, now what was ginger? A hot, spicy thing. Mm. Was Bartleby hot and spicy? Not at all. <laughs> My favourite line yeah, there. That's a great line. I just wanted to share that. We really yeah. enjoyed that. That's good writing. That's yeah. good writing. Was he hot and spicy? Not at all. Not at all. Herman Melville was a little loose at this bit. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you lose the plot after publishing an 800-page novel that no one cares about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I'm going to take my work years, in the magazine. That's years of your life. Yeah. What is ginger? <laughs> hmm. Ponder that, write it out. The Macquarie Dictionary <laughs> defines ginger. That's how he starts every sentence. Oh, God. A lot about the Macquarie Dictionary. Yeah, yeah exactly. Every word's defined. The now, Macquarie Dictionary <laughs> defines the Macquarie Dictionary. <laughs> it's like the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> but better. Uh, the narrator began to feel sorry for Bartleby and wondered that if he was fired, how he would be treated by a less forgiving employer. Mm. He decided he would be nice to and befriend the young Scrivener, and in doing so would prove, quote, a sweet morsel for my conscience. Ah. Okay. So, so it's like he's going to do a good deed. Yeah, do a good deed and think okay. about, this would be good for my soul as well as his soul. Because yeah, it's okay. like, this guy is the worst employee. Yeah. If I fire him, no one else is going to put up with his hijinks. No. Uh, well, for the so, first two days they will, you know that. Yeah, yes. yeah, he's got two days in him. Of course. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep him around, support yeah. him, support his never working attitudes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's preferable not to and, attitudes, actually. And my chances of getting into heaven are through the roof. Yeah, exactly. it's well roof. worth it. Mm. Yeah. For his third scriv. And I've got three scrivs. I've got three <laughs> scrivs. Oh, I've got a luxury scriv. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. How much work he does. It matters not. This is just me doing a good deed now. I should hire another scriv who's just a, <laughs> I'm get four just a hobo from the streets. I don't even need qualified scrivs if they're not even going to do scriven. Imagine the, <laughs> they're not even going to do scriven. Imagine the strut of him with three scrivs. Because you were saying he had a strut with two. Imagine mm. three. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's floating. He's floating. He's floating at this point. <laughs> He's got two of the scrivs just carrying him on the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to walk anymore. That's cool. But he refuses to walk down to the post office. So he asks Bartleby, hey. Mm. No, you don't yeah. like copying, but yeah. will you go down to the post office, which is about a three-minute walk away? But, of course... I'm guessing, of course, minutes. he will do that. Yes, yeah. I would prefer to do that. No, <laughs> not Please. to. Not to. He would prefer not to. He is annoyed but is impressed with Bartleby's consistently calm demeanour and also the fact that he's always in first for the day and always last to leave. So to do nothing So there's for pros the whole and day. cons here. Like, at least yeah. he's... He's, well, he's putting in extra hours. I, look, to be honest, I'm actually here yeah. a lot. Yeah, so, Tur- you Turkey, don't do anything. But Turkey do here lot. gets two hours after me. So yeah. my presence is my presence. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my gift to you. I'm here. It's my gift. Yeah. So this must have been pre Fitbit because um, if he if he was a screw with a Fitbit, he would have done that three minute walk for sure. Just get the steps <laughs> oh, up. Everyone's, like, you know, steps up. Everyone's, everyone's got a post steps. office. 
And then he comes back. He's like, did you do the thing at the post office? No, nah, I just walked there and back. Yeah, I strutted I, the I whole I preferred way. not to do the thing you wanted me to do at the post office, <laughs> but I definitely went to the post office. I definitely went. They saw me there. You can ask them. <laughs> I got a sign up more biscuits. More ginger nut biscuits. That should be my nickname. That's hilarious. <laughs> Guys, come on. Don't call me that. Come on. And how about these aviators that I bought? <laughs> Please, I need this. <laughs> they sell a lot of weird shit at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> they true, actually do. True they story. Do. Oh, my That's God. Actually, yeah. It's just like, uh, here's a, a USB dinosaur. It's like a mini LD. Always days, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Plug it in and hear it roar. It's like, why do I want that? One ream of paper. <laughs> yeah. Hope you don't want two. You have to go somewhere else. Uh, we, we're sold out of stamps, but um, how about this uh, lamp <laughs> shaped like a stamp? <laughs> what? And some masking tape, one roll. <laughs> okay. Here's an here's a, uh, atlas of the world, but from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. huh? It's been how updated since then. Don't worry about it. There's, nothing, there's a few other countries we found. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, one Sunday morning, our narrator planned to go to Trinity Church to hear a famous preacher talk. Oh, God, what a great week! What a great time to be alive. Yeah. But he got there a little bit early, and he's like, I've got a bit of time to kill. So he decided to go to his office, which was right nearby. Yeah. Okay, do he, some work. But when he, puts his, he put his key in the lock, he found it resisted from something on the inside. Oh, our narrator God. called out, and who should come to the door? Did the but- door prefer not to be opened? <laughs> well, <laughs> Bartleby standing there, looking disheveled, and told our narrator that he was deeply engaged, and that he'd prefer not to talk to him at the present. He's been dying. Don't, his- don't come in. <laughs> To my office. Yes. He's and, dying and, his pubic hair red <laughs> in the hopes of really securing. Come on, I need to, <laughs> everyone, look at my testicles. Yeah, Can please. you think of a nickname? <laughs> what, what does this look like? Something funny. <laughs> look what I'm eating. Look what I'm eating. Now look, at my look at my testicles. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and even though it's our, it's his own office. Yeah. He tells his boss to walk around the block two or three times and come back. Okay, that's fair. Which he did. Yeah, because he had a Fitbit. Yes, yes exactly. Up. You need to get your steps up. Yeah. You're getting a bit tubby. You're going to hit 10,000? I don't think so. <laughs> but when he returned, Bartleby was gone, but he quickly realised by looking around that he was living in the office. Okay. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Am I right, aviator? <laughs> yeah. I'm right. <laughs> this podcast studio does have a lived-in fear. It does, certainly. I'm just going to go straight under the desk after this. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. No, no, wait here for a bit. <laughs> Do you want to come with us a coffee? No, I'd no, prefer no, 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 no. I'd to. prefer not. <laughs> go for a few walks. <laughs> go for a few walks, yeah. a few steps. <laughs> Well, rather than be mad about this, our narrator just felt sorry for the young man's lonely existence. And oh, the following yeah. day, he asked Bartleby to tell him more about himself. Yeah. But he would prefer not to. Mm. Okay. He's, it's this a classic line, line. This is a great line. I reckon he, he really be the catchphrase. He really updates his preference settings, does he? he does. No. It's straight mostly in. said to uh, not to. Oh, not yeah, to. No. Yeah. <laughs> preference not to. <laughs> his colleagues get sick of it. Oh. So they threatened <gasps> Barnaby. The snippers. Bartleby. Turkey. 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 nuts. All but of them, gin- even ginger nuts. Oh, ginger nuts kind of an but, opinion because he's an office boy. He hasn't earned an opinion. Yeah. But you, don't you don't, get, you don't, you don't get a speak. vote. No, you've got the best nickname, Shut but up, you kid. don't get a vote. <laughs> I'm ginger nuts now. <laughs> but Barnaby just stands his ground. He doesn't even oh. respond. Okay, because he prefer not to. <laughs> I prefer not to talk. Well, prefer not to. And narrator notices that everyone around the office, including himself, has started involuntarily just using the word prefer, okay. and he realizes the the strange young man is really uh, having an effect on everyone. Yeah, because they're just like, yeah, I'd prefer, uh, I'd prefer, I'd prefer that. Yeah, wow, I prefer that. Why is everyone saying that? Are they all yeah. saying the word prefer? They're saying it, yeah. It's when when someone Getting really cool around yeah. has like a cool turn of phrase. Hey, he's word bombed them. So, hey, aviator. Yeah, you word bomb them. Yeah, yeah, yo, aviator, what's up? <laughs> yeah, it's like when you said hi before. I was like, hi. Yeah, yeah. So I you started pick, that. You pick up on that, so I was like, yeah, did you, you start that? Yeah, hi. Yeah, it's one of mine. Yeah. It's a, it's a Rick Brown original. <laughs> it's, really, it's really taking off here. Yeah. I, even I've heard that, and I'm not usually very cool. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rick Brown. That's mine. 
Can I use that? What am I? Yeah, you can use that. That's yours. <laughs> the next day, Bartleby did nothing but stand at his desk and look out the window. Oh, he's, so it's a good day he's out. He's pioneering the standing desk. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's something. They went around back then. He's got Fitbits on the go. He's yeah. got standing desks. This guy is the future of office work <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> In a ginger nutshell. Water cooler. Next he'll invent the water cooler. <laughs> He's like, I know there's no such thing as an aviator yet, but I reckon there's some places that look pretty cool Yeah, I've there. got the word. Now I'll invent yeah, yeah. something. <laughs> what does cool. this mean? Uh, he told his boss that he would do no more writing. Oh, that's fair. Huh. That's fair. Our narrator guesses that's because Barnaby's vision is impaired. Yeah, from, I mean, that's uh, the obvious assumption. Okay. Much, but Barnaby, He's always looking out the window at nothing. You yeah. can't see yeah, a goddamn thing. Barnaby tells him... Even if uh, my eyes recovered, I've given up copying. So he's sort of retired. Oh, now. he's retired, but I still work here. I still, I still get paid. I, still but I do a different job, and I live here still. By definition, my job is law copying. I'm a scrivener, yeah, yeah. aka scrivener by, law by copier. Yeah. But I'm just taking the copying of the law part out yeah. of my job, which yeah. is the whole part of my job. Yeah. Um, so now I'm, I'm basically a live-in, just a guy. Yeah, I just live here now. <laughs> yeah. I just live here, and you need to vacate because yeah. I live here now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm subletting. I'm officially subletting my. Um, ab- abode to you to use yeah. as an office and it's yeah. starting to cramp my style a little bit. Can I be honest? I prefer if you didn't come here anymore. I'd prefer that. <laughs> I prefer Whatever that. you want. Though. That's well, up to you. Sam, oh. you are a good writer, my friend. Oh, my God. Because oh, I've always thought that. Our guy Bartleby just began to stand at the office basically described as a fixture like any other, but he didn't know why. He just stood there. Part of the furniture. He started to be noticed by our narrator's colleagues and clients when they dropped by the office. And I was like, yeah. what the f- What's going on with what? Bartleby? Yeah. What the f- is going on with Barnaby? <laughs> they found him to be quite strange and eventually our narrator knew he had to go. I oh, had yeah. to go. He's out. He tried to pay Bartleby off and give him six days to leave. He's like, look, I'm I know what he find- said. I prefer not to. He's trying to find the easy way. I'll give you yeah. a $20 bonus. Oh, no confrontation, that? aviator. Yeah. You're on to it. Bartleby knows. Yeah. And he hates confrontation so much. He even says, look, here's your bonus. Oh, yeah. puts it, bonus. Puts it to him and says- Walk away. I'm going away for the weekend. <laughs> Walk away. When I get back, you're not going to be here. Yeah. I'm going to do two laps around the block. Two laps. I'm this is goodbye. Up. This is goodbye. Yeah. And he actually thought to himself, I've done it. Nailed it. Oh, I've nailed, nailed it. it. I could write a book on how to deal with yeah. people who stand awkwardly in the middle of your office for no reason. <laughs> I've nailed it. I live here now. Nailed it. I'm going to go watch that preacher again. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't want to shock you guys, but when he went back to his office on Monday. Oh, I know. He's gone. Guess who's there? Oh, come on. Bartleby is no, still... I know. Oh, we didn't say it come. Lurking. Bartleby is still there. Oh, this mm. is unprofessional. This is getting unprofessional. Well, how do you deal with it? Do you confront him? No. I, do you I get do him another out? two laps around the block. <laughs> well, realising he would never leave on his own accord, an narrator decided to do the next best thing. Oh. Leave himself. He moved his office to another building. Problem way. solved. Yeah. Problem solved. I mean, it's it's a very... It's, a, it's an aggressive solution yeah. in in many ways, but yeah. only to... It's self-aggressive. It's self-aggressive. Like, it's putting all totally. the responsibility on yourself. Yeah. Uh, you're, you have to be all the change that you want to see. Yeah. Uh, and Bartleby has to be none of the change Start that he with the man in the mirror. Do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, move that man and that mirror to another location. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Smash the mirror. Exactly. Move on. I'm going to say for someone who did very little scriving, uh, yeah. they should never have called him Bartleby the Scrivener. It's mm. more, <laughs> more of a lurker. Isn't it? Yeah. Bartleby the lurker. Bartleby the lurker. Yeah. <laughs> and I, an ironic it be title. His nickname. Yeah. <laughs> lurker. Hey, lurker. Bartleby so. the the Scrivener for two days, and then <laughs> <He> prefers <laughs> not to. <laughs> Well, the plan actually seemed to work. Yeah, oh, well, wow. okay. our narrator was happy, and Bartleby was, uh, you know, free. And Bartleby's got a whole office to himself now. Is the narrator still paying for this office? Is he renting? Or no, no. He, he said, "I'm out." He moves to no, another office. It's your place yeah, now. He actually says to Bartleby, "Look, I, I'm going to move it now. I'm going to move it. Well, he says, "I'm going to move because I this is too far for me to work." Can't hack yeah. it. Yeah, and and then they move. But then one day, 
Uh, someone appeared at the new place and asked if the narrator used to rent the old office on Wall Street. And he said, used yeah. to rent it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the new tenant had moved in and Bartleby was still there and refused to leave. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Bartleby yeah. knows that. He's a law uh, copier. He's a squatter. <laughs> he, knows, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I squat he, here for 15 think, minutes. I earn it now. I, I think, think 15 years. I think that's what happened. On day two of his scrivening, yeah. he was law copying all squatters' laws. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he, learned, he learned a lot of loopholes. Like, if like, I can stick this out for 15 years, I earn this. If I stand here and never leave, it's my place. If I pretend I can't see anything I own this place I like the sound of the squatter yeah I'm going to inspire look out the window a lot you own it (laughs) okay (laughs) whatever you don't see you own he learned that on day two of law copying (laughs) law two of scrivening taught him all he needed to know (laughs) to secure some sweet sweet free property well, he was uh, eventually, Bartleby was kicked out of the office, but he still haunted the building that the office was in. Haunted? Sitting on the banisters of the stairs of the day and sleeping. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, well, I'm actually quite scared right yeah. now if you could stop that, please. <laughs> That's frightening. And uh, he slept in the entranceway by night. Oh. Everyone was freaked out. Yeah. Oh, cool. So a narrator decided to go and talk with Bartleby. He's like, oh, like I know this guy. Let me go talk. I'll yeah. talk him down. He's the best scrivener he, that's ever worked for me. He, I know this guy. He always listens to me. I've got a real, I've got a real <laughs> way with him. anyone can talk to yeah. him, yeah. Yeah. It may. My rapport yeah. is incredible. <laughs> it's such a good rapport. Yeah. He's never he's well he's never I done mean, me wrong. Uh, yeah. He prefers not to. Yeah, he's never said no specifically. <laughs> specifically. He's just he preferred hasn't. not to. He's got a preference. We all do. <laughs> well, he even offered Barbie a place in his own home. Oh, he said, you, have you learned okay. nothing? Come and live with yeah. me. Unnamed squat narrator. in my house for free. But Barbie refuses. <laughs> he'd okay. prefer not to. Yeah. So Anarator's offered him his own house. His <sighs> own house. Office, but Bartleby has said no and eventually is arrested for vagrancy. Oh. Arrested for vagrancy? Doesn't he? Okay. His life's really spiralled out of control ever since he was forced to leave that office. Yeah. <laughs> and he's thro- thrown into jail. <laughs> oh. Okay. Our narrator goes to visit him there and tries to comfort Bartleby by telling him that this place could be good for you. Why does the narrator have this sense of he no, needs to help? No one can say that this narrator has not gone above and beyond he's, the call I think of he duty. Has. That's I right. Think what a good-hearted... Exactly. Great conflict guy. avoiding Goes fellow. Goes and watches preachers on his day off. It's also, amazing. He is the one telling this story. Yeah. So often you are yeah, the hero okay. in your own story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He didn't yeah. do any of this. None of this actually happened. Yeah, that's so what I, I had to stop doing charity work to go visit my friend in jail. <laughs> uh, Bartleby. So Bartleby's just sort of lurking in a jail now. He's yeah. probably just as, just as good to be there as that's in the middle he, of an office. He has that's what he home. says to him. He says... Uh, this place could be good for you because yeah. he's allowed to wander the prison because it's a non-violent crime. And apparently, oh. he just stands in the yard all day and looks up at the sky and he says, uh-huh. "There's grass, there's sky. Yeah, this could be good for this you." This is Everything. no different to what you were doing when you were supposedly my scriv. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're but, doing nothing all day again. <laughs> but Bartleby tells him, "I know you, and I want nothing to say to you. I oh. want nothing to say to you." So he's just like, yeah. well, he's got to no the words. That's the, uh, that's the olden. Time's way of saying talk, talk to the, the hand. hand. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Gives him the hand. He doesn't want to talk to him because he's done everything for him. Yeah. Stupid, helpful loser. <laughs> well, the narrator- I prefer not to say anything. Oh, okay. And the narrator insists it was not him that sent him to jail. Oh, oh I but, see. But Bartleby says, I know where I am and yeah. refuses to say- I know where I am. Yeah, That's good. I know good. where I am. I'm not I know an where idiot. I am. Do you? <laughs> I'm not in your office anymore, yeah. am I? <laughs> Do you? And then after that, he I'm refuses- on HMS Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite. <laughs> he refuses to say anything further from there. Okay. On his way out, the narrator runs into a man wearing an apron who introduces himself as the Grub Man. Oh, got it. The Grub Man. My favourite. I wonder how he got his nickname. (laughs) I don't want to know. Is he the chef or does he eat grubs? 
Or does he other. look like a grub? Why can't probably it be like all three? No, all three. <laughs> that guy that looks like a grub gets grubs from the garden and he cooks them for our lunch. In, I can't as describe a him any other way. <laughs> well, You'll know him when you see him. <laughs> he says, I'm the grub man and says that he's a man for a price, can give prisoners better food than what they'd otherwise get. No, he's okay. a chef. He's a chef for sure. And a raider, well, so he looks like a grub. Yeah, and cooks but, exclusively grub-based meals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very expensive grub-based meals. <laughs> and a raider gives the grub man money to look after Bartleby, but Bartleby says... I'd prefer not to dine today. Oh, okay. That's fair. Because he knows what the meals are made of. Yeah. Exclusively yeah, only grubs. Did you know biscuits? An, that's a nice way of saying I don't eat grubs. Yeah. I don't eat grubs. <laughs> grubs, grub man. <laughs> he doesn't want to offend that. No, I'd be prefer not Is to. Is there eat. anything else on the menu? <laughs> What's Definitely my name? Today. My name's Grub Man. You do the math. <laughs> it's not Sandwich Man, is it? <laughs> but our narrator again went to visit Bartleby in the prison yard and found him asleep, quote, huddled at the base of the wall, his knees drawn up, Lying mm. on his side, his head touching the stone. The fetal position. Y- yes. Technically yeah. known as that, yes. <laughs> Which, uh, since the invention of the smartphone, that, that term has been coined. But back <laughs> yeah. in 1853. I had no idea what it was. That's we a weird position for someone to be in. What do you call yeah. that? Anyway. What does it look like? <laughs> Nothing. A grub. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he reached out and discovered that Bartleby the Scrivener was dead. Oh. Bartleby the Scrivener. Oh, I, I just grew, grew to love him no. over this whole chapter. He kept refusing to eat. Oh, yeah, that's true. Grubs might not be delicious, but they're full of vital nutrients. <laughs> Absolutely. Scrivener. Come on, Scrivener. Get some grubs in your guts. <laughs> and that, that's the end of our uh, lawyer's story about Bartleby. He has one oh. final paragraph where he gives us the only other small piece of information he's ever heard about Bartleby, a rumour he heard a few months after the Scriv's death. He heard that before joining his office... Bartleby worked in another <laughs> That's office. a stretch. That's a nice way. Of I know. Before joining, before living in his before office. Before working for two days for me. <laughs> and then oh. signing out. He worked for two days somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> he discovered that he worked in the dead letter office. Ooh. Oh, okay. Burning letters and packages that never made it to their destinations. Oh, that's a sad office to yeah. work in. I'd yeah. read them all, though. Very the cash. sad. I'd pocket the cash. <laughs> our, well, our narrator ponders whether this depressing job, reading letters and opening packages intended for loved ones and stuff, started his spiral of depression mm. uh-huh. and that he was not able to get out of it. Oh. The final line of Bartleby the Scrivener is, quote, On errands of lie, these letters speed to death. Ah, Bartleby. Ah, humanity. Humanity. And it all out. comes we're back. We're to all Bartleby. Humanity. We're all Bartleby. In a way, Rick, we are. We'd all prefer not to. Oh, I'd hate to be. But <laughs> I mean, we are, and I can't do anything about it. I'm too busy saying I prefer not to work. I don't, that's that's a that's a strange story. Yeah. Initial thoughts on the ending there. I don't really. I, I don't think there's a lot in it. Well, we are spoiled these days. We're used That's to true. your M. Night Shalamalam. Shalamalam. Uh, you twist ending. We're like, what is it? And so in my mind, is he dead? Uh, uh, is he a ghost? Or your yeah. roll, you, you know, your roll doll short stories. Yeah, your roll. There was all like, um, there was always like a twist at the end. Yeah. You're like, oh, that changes everything. That's, yeah. Whereas Herman Melville's not interested. He's not interested in that. Because his, his editor was like, could you write a twist ending? And he's like, I'd prefer not to. I prefer not to. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't written another book, just his magazine, thanks. I prefer not to. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't think there's a, there's there's not a lot in it. He's an interesting character, though. So I much like much like the um the beginning where we did say he's trying to say that this story is about an interesting character, but what he's all yeah. all he's really saying is he's the most interesting Scrivener he's that he met. met, and he only knew a little bit about him. Yeah. So yeah. by comparison, by comparison to all the other Scriveners. dead, boring Scriveners yeah. who just went about their Scriv life, scriving, scriving yeah. away, dying in jail. Um, Bartleby at least did some weird sh- stuff. Does some weird stuff. And um, that's yeah. worth writing about. Yeah. Like, we don't understand it. We don't know why he did it. Yeah. We, um, there was no, there's no outcome. We, there's we, no answers for it. No, there's no, no answers. No, which I think is like the reason that the narrator is writing this story down is because it, it's, it's just so yeah. strange. So strange. It's and, odd. And he needs yeah. some answers. I'm going to say it's haunting. What would drive a man? 
Yeah. And, and, and the only possible clue he's got is the dead letter office. Is that enough to drive a man yeah. to attempt to be a screw for two days and then pack it all in pack and just stand awkwardly in the middle of an office? Yes, <laughs> saying, I prefer not to. And give over up and over. And it's one of those stories because it is so sort of like, oh, that was weird. What, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So many people have written lots about it and people right. have been like, was he, is this an example of clinical depression? Is that oh, what was going yeah, on here? Okay. And then at the end, he died because he refused to eat. So there yeah. was the, I'd prefer not to eat today, but yeah, then maybe okay. he wasn't eating at all and that's why he just died. It's all about him preferring not to do things. Yeah, and that just the, you know, an 1850s take on yeah. work. Yeah, Is right. it a foreshadowing of the sort of current modern um, affliction facing society and, and younger people who have much more education around mental health and, and can get out of a lot of stuff if they want to yeah. by saying essentially they'd prefer not to. Prefer not and to it's do a that. common It's That's a common affliction me. among the, the youth today is yeah. that I'm just not in the mental space to do that. I would prefer not to. Uh, and and that is a legitimate reason for people to, to, yeah, to get, get out, out of, out of stuff. Yeah. Um, was mm. Bartleby the sort of the forerunner? Yeah. For that sort of- For kids um, everywhere. Kids, for kids today. <laughs> Inspired me. <laughs> yeah. I prefer not to. I'm sure you've heard of Bartleby. Before. Oh, I've heard of him. Don't worry about that. I've heard of him. <laughs> kids, all, kids all day are like meeting, like having little meetings behind the schools going, we've got to use the Bartleby defence. Yeah. All right. What defence are we using? Right. Our teacher keeps wanting us to do homework. Everyone, let's Bartleby up. All right, <laughs> <laughs> let's get our Bartleby on. Yeah. Let's all do it. Well, it is actually it's referenced a lot in uh, American popular culture because it is right. a famous Amer- American short story. So um, I was watching um, and I was like, ah, oh, I get that reference. Um, oh. Ozark, the Jason okay. Bateman yeah, yeah. Netflix, yes. Netflix show. And someone said to him, oh, how are you going to get out of that? Like, because it's about a. Uh, drug cartels and uh-huh. dealing with them. And, I, and uh, he says something like, um, oh, I'll just pull a Bartleby. I'll tell them I'd prefer not to. Oh, so very little, clever. Little okay. Like that. So it's quite a famous line for, you know, in some circles, I'd prefer not to. I'd prefer mm-hmm. not to. And now we know this yeah, as we well. Got so we got, got the secret things. lingo. Yeah, we got the secret lingo. Yeah, we know what we're doing now. Bartleby, I get it. I yeah. get you. We're on the edge of being scribs. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I think I might be a scrib after this. I'm going to go out and see if I can get work as a scrib and then a cobbler. Anything I can. Really, I love that modern day work. Yeah. But so I don't. I don't really like. I. I kind of. I kind of like it. Mm. I kind of like it because. But I. I wish we knew more. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. I wish we knew more about him. Mm, yeah, where but, he came from. But then I think it's like. It's part of the intrigue. Is oh, yeah. where intrigue. did he come from? Like yeah. even for the narrator himself, putting it out there and writing it down. Yeah, it ba- it's basically yeah. kind of uh, written in the way of if you know anything about this guy, <gasps> let yeah. me call know. in. Yeah. Let me know. Even though obviously he doesn't exist. Call yeah. in on thirty three ten if yeah. you know anything about <laughs> yeah. him. Um, and in some ways, he the, the, the narrator is saying, look, I spent my life surrounded by very boring people. Yeah. The only thing of note that ever happened was this. It's yeah. not that amazing. And yeah. what does it and mean? And it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really go anywhere. But this was the only thing of note that I experienced yeah. in all my times of being surrounded by scribs. What, you think I'm going to write about Turkey? Um, and <laughs> That's is, one sentence at best. Yeah. Is that is that worth, is it still worth noting that this sort of noteworthy thing happened, even uh-huh. if it's not a complete story? I still want people to know that this is this, yeah. This thing, there was right. this person yeah. who did this thing. Yeah, because uh-huh. I mean, if you were in an office and yeah. then someone came, stopped working, and then moved into your office, you had to move out, and then yeah. they went to prison and they died. Yeah, that'd be a big story in in a normal. Yeah, life. sure. You'd be yeah. like at a dinner party. Well, actually, this strange thing once happened. To me. Yeah, mm. pretty. I'd say it's pretty strange. See what you guys think. <laughs> yeah, intrigue. <Yeah. laughs> Straight away, it was a screw. And oh, yeah. every time you tell the story, the the people at the party go, "And then what happened?" Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, that's and then what? That's oh. the, the end. He died. But then, then what? Then, uh, he, he died. What about his backstory? Yeah. Where was and he from? And because then there was that little paragraph at the end where it's, it says you found out that little, and we're like, "This is going to explain everything." Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Maybe the dead letter office. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. Like, who knows? <laughs> end of the day, who knows? Who am I? I don't know. 
Yeah, who even am I? Who, who even yeah. am I? I'm this just sure. led me to uh, ask myself a little question. Yeah. yeah. I broke Moby Dick. Get over it. <laughs> but then years later, I talked to Nippers and Turkey, and they told me I never employed anyone oh, called Bartleby the Scrivener. See, that's cool. And that they would sometimes come to work, and I'd be standing in the office <gasps> oh, awkwardly talking ending. to myself. Yeah. That's a good twist. Telling myself that I would prefer not to. <laughs> not to do my own work. <laughs> I was just waving paper in front of my face, oh, going, I'd prefer it. not to. I'd prefer not to. See, I'm like, we can all ending. come up with a great twist because yeah. we're, yeah, we're educated in the ways oh, of the twist endings. Are. But that's the, that's the beauty of this story. You can write your own twist. Yeah. And never we just finishes. did. Yeah. Aviator just did. Well done, Aviator. <laughs> Aviator. We're so proud of you. Well, the time has come oh. to score it out of five. Mm. So, Sam, I'm feeling like uh, you said there's not a lot in it, but you also yeah. did quite like it. I did so quite like it. What do you, what do you think? I'm going to give it a... I don't know how to mark this. I'm going to go because there's a lot in it that I didn't know. It's not going to be a five. Okay, that's fine. I'm saying, I'm saying that right now. It's not going to be all a five. Right, all, right, all right, what do we we got a one, two, three, four, four it's and a half, five. three and a half, two and a half. <laughs> I told you all. No, um, I, twist. I, I prefer twist. Not, I'd prefer not to rate it. Um, no, I would. I would say <laughs> it's a solid. 3.5. Mm. 3.5. 3.5. Out of 3. 5. 5. would be my rating. Um, Good stuff. There's no wrong answers here, and that is. Oh, thank you so much. An answer. So I was well so done. scared of getting that wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think it it deserves a three point five rating just for everyone who was employed. All the all the all the scrivs in the oh. office. There was three point five employees in that office because uh, right. Ginger Nuts is half an employee. Yeah, half yeah. Employee. Um, big up yeah. the scrivs. Uh, so yeah, three point five. Yeah, that's a solid. Yeah. That's a solid because it's not yeah, bad. Because it doesn't blow you away the story. But it also it stays with you. Like I mean, that's the thing. The last th- I'm still thinking about it, uh, and I heard it minutes ago. <laughs> but I, I remembered this story from when I did it, like first subject I ever did it at uni ten years ago, and I can wow. still. So I, you you do remember it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Bartleby the Scrivener, and even I've got a, a, a song that sometimes pops in my head. I don't know where I heard this. Yeah. I go Wrecking Ball by Bartle- Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite. Yeah. Oh, Can't get it out of my head. Oh, my goodness, can someone help me? <laughs> I need How help. I get it out? Now sometimes I just get in my head. I just. Uh, you know, a couple of times a year, I just think, Bartleby the Scrivener. Oh. Mate, what the hell? What is that? What is that? Is that, the- that did you just make that up? No. I made it up 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you made that song up. And it's still in my head. I'd put a TM on that if you can. Trademark that real oh, quick. Oh, yeah. Well, that's be- going to get out. Because of that. And I even I enjoyed it more this time. Okay. I'm going to give it a four out of five. Oh, four so out of five. It's aged us. well. You got it. It's aged well. Like a it's fine well. tale. I think that's a saying. Like a fine tail, yeah. it aged well. Like Ozzy Osbourne. Imagine having four scrivs. Oh, that is uh, the life well, I'm yeah. talking about. Or would, 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 would there be a tipping point where people are like, "That is too many scrivs"? You've got way too many scrivs on your hand. I don't think you'd ever get a third again if you employed one and that yeah. weird thing happened. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you think that ruined the oh, narrators? I'm afraid of scrivs. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm terrified. Of I'm getting scrivs. nothing but twelve-year-old office boys yeah, from here on right. in. You can yeah. trust Ginger Nuts he's and never, all his friends. He's never done anything. All his friends. Yeah, no mention of any of the employees, really. Like, you know, there was no extra information about any of those. We didn't find out a lot about I, Turkey. I would have loved to have seen the staff meeting where the narrator tells the rest of the people that they're moving office. Because <laughs> they're like, <laughs> to get meeting. away from one person. They're like, oh, boss, have you finally sorted out this whole Bartleby situation? Have you convinced him to leave? Not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have got a solution. <laughs> We all need to pack up everything that we have in this office and we're moving across <laughs> the street. How good is it to move away from your problem? And everything else, everyone else in the office is like, this is insane. Yeah. Jesus Christ, boss. Going, the- 
Of all, sure. of all the solutions. What if he just left? No, we're all this going is the to most move. high. We've got to get new stationery. We've got to get new business cards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I own <laughs> your address. Everyone we've told, every meeting we've set up for the next three months is at this address. We've got to contact all of up. these people, boss. Are you sure <laughs> this is the most logical solution to this one guy who's standing in the middle of our... Can we just put a lampshade on his head yeah. and tell people it's an interesting lamp? He just looks out the window. That's all he does. <laughs> no, that will never work. <laughs> We, we must move. We must move. Could you start using reverse psychology, boss? Have you tried saying, hey, Bartleby, can you stand in the middle of the room for the rest of the day? He'll say I prefer not to and leave. Have you ever thought of that, <laughs> boss? It's not that hard. That would be amazing. Yeah. But in the end, they just moved office. I know. And it kind of worked. Easy solution. He, he died in jail. So yeah. there you go. Oh, everything works out. <laughs> Neat little package there. Uh, before we go, um, one thing that I do at the end of this show is I shout out to some of the, so the listeners of the show. Oh. They write in and tell me their favourite books. Favourite books. Ooh. We get to judge their choices. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these are people that support uh, n- uh, not only this show but also my other show, Do Go On, which is a <sighs> Great spin-off. Great podcast. Of, and mm. also uh, Primates, also a uh, Matt Stewart spin-off from Do Go On. Wow. Great wow. People podcast. support the show on uh, Patreon. And then Great they- podcast. Oh, yeah. so good. So good, that one. And uh, they tell me their favourite books. And I'd like to shout out to three people at the end of the episode and we get to, as I say, so nice. enjoy or judge yeah. their choices. So if everyone who's about to get their name read out, if you think you, your name might be about, be about to be read out, could you go and stand behind the nearest curtain <laughs> and we're about to give you some <laughs> yeah, frank right. and honest feedback <laughs> about, your, should end. about your book choices. Get behind the curtain. It's the so only way. Everyone who has submitted the name, go stand behind the curtain now uh, and if we don't read out your name, you can come out from the curtain. And you know what feedback. you've done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Let's get ready to judge Shepherd. Shepherd has written in and uh, told oh, je- me. Okay, I thought that was the name of the book. No, we were just Shepherd. We're just giving Shepherd time to get behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> Some people don't trust me with their Wait last there. name. Okay, like Shepherd. Yeah, very secretive. Uh, that's a cool name, yeah. Shepherd. It's also cool. a great job. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> tick tick tick. <laughs> Next, <laughs> uh, Shepherd writes favorite book. Just about anything from Brandon Sanderson. I will devour religiously. Well, that's oh. that's vague. That's a favorite author. Is that what you're saying? Well, they get a bit more. Just specific. about anything. Thank you, Shepard. <laughs> Not a classic right now, but I believe we'll be in a generation or two. Big call. Big calls by Shepard. That is a big, big call. call. <laughs> the Way of Kings is book one of my favorite ongoing series, but probably not a good place to start if you haven't read his stuff before. Okay. Mm. I'd say go to Mistborn series for that. The final, the final Empire is the first of those. Have you heard of any of these books? No, I've not heard. I have not. Um, no, it's a no. drawn blanks here, Shepard. But that's okay, Shepard, because you can like whatever you want to like. Absolutely. But Shepard says we should all check out the final Empire. Maybe we will. Thank you for your support, Shepard. We appreciate that. I won't be. Mistborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Smith writes uh, favorite book. Of Mice and Men, which I have actually covered on this oh, show. Oh, and I have read that and I really like that. Yeah. You like that yeah, one? It's fantastic. Yeah, a cla- um, that's a classic. That that's, a cla- a- that's another classic. That's a classic. Uh, maybe yeah. one of the few that I've given a 5 out of 5 on this show. Wow. wow. Bloody loved it. Okay. Absolutely. I would not be giving that a 3.5, to be honest. Okay. Mm. Cop yeah. that Melville. Just because it's longer. <laughs> that's the only reason I give stuff more stars. All oh, right. So the longer I like the, so it. Yeah, longer the book. So Moby Dickie is a 5 out of 5. Oh, huge. Five out of five. Would it be received as well in the modern age with... Um, smartphones. With, because in the, in the age of smartphones. Uh, no, just with um, depictions of mental health and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Would Of Mice and Men come under greater scrutiny if it was to come out this day? Uh, oh, um, you know, that's interesting. I... I don't know. It's like it's like you know George Orwell. You know, it's like there's so many there's so many books that I wonder now if kids are reading them in literature and stuff if they would have the same effect. 
mm-hmm. they did on us. Like that book I can't remember before. That had a profound effect yeah. on me. Uh, clearly it totally huge. did. <laughs> huge effect on me. Yes. Um, uh, Dan Smith said uh, he first read uh, Of Master Men for English class at school and was so engrossed, I read it before the lessons. Oh. He read ahead. My God. Good on you, Dan Smith. Appreciate that. Appreciate everyone, else, everyone else in the class was Bartleby-ing the crap out of it. They're yeah. like, have Prefer you read the book? Not Prefer not to. And he's like, I already did. I read it. I read, I read it. All. it. I Ten times. It. Am I the only one? <laughs> Next book. <laughs> I didn't get the Bartleby memo. <laughs> uh, and finally, Alexandra tells us, uh, Alexandra's favourite book, I honestly don't know. I read oh. way too little. Thanks for writing in. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to write in. I never learned to read. <laughs> we appreciate your honesty, Alexandra. And uh, But one book that comes to mind is The Book Thief. Really huh. enjoyed that one. I've heard that's fantastic. Yeah. I've heard the book thief is very good. Also, would I do it now? Being a goddamn book thief. <laughs> <laughs> I just steal books. Steal them. Sell them. I don't make any money. No one wants to buy them. Book thief, book cheat. Book it's cheat. All good stuff. How's it's that? All good stuff. Oh, yeah, no, book thief. Back. Book thief, you know, sometimes you get a little bit, um, I don't know, I guess it's that hipstery approach where something, some things get too popular and so you you... You have a backlash against them. Oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. every every book club was doing Book Thief. Everyone was talking about Book Thief. Everyone's Oprah drinking Winfrey coffee. was probably cool. extolling the virtues of the Book Thief. And so yeah. the part of you that just doesn't want to be on the zeitgeist like that just yeah. goes, I'm not reading it. I'm not reading I'm it. I'm out. I never will. I'm so cool I didn't read the Book Thief. I'm going to get some self-worth by telling yeah. people, no, I haven't read the Book yeah. Thief. <laughs> the only one who hasn't read yeah. Book Thief. Uh, and also I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't read the Book Thief. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. And I won't no, be- Oprah, I don't want a car. And I don't, want, I, I don't know any... Of the Marvel characters. Yeah. That's I who I am. That's I don't even I own a me. smartphone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it's not a Nokia, I say no. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks to all the people that do support the show there. Appreciate that. Great people. And uh, that, that really does bring us to the end of the... Uh, the episode here, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank on you, Dave Warnicky, for having us. I've learned a lot. Um, and you got a new nickname? How cool oh, is that? Aviator. Very cool. <laughs> ah, it's the best day of my life. Oh, <laughs> such, such a cool nickname. It really Finally is. got one. <laughs> Cheating at books, but winning at life. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, before we go, both of you guys have some fantastic podcasts. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd love to uh, point my listeners in the direction of Sam Peterson. Uh, mine is called Confessions of. The idiots. Love it. Uh, you don't have to say it like that. <laughs> um, you don't have to pause like that. You can do it how you oh, want. I, I always do. Okay. Well, it. thank you so much. Um, but yeah, it's all about the world of online confessions. I read four four online confessions each week that I find on Reddit or a website called Simply Confess. Heaps <laughs> of different websites, and I read them out to two great guests every week for them to pick apart. That's, That's a, lot yeah. Rick and, a lot of Rick fun. Rick and I have been on a few apps. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. I can't get enough. Those idiots online. <laughs> oh, God. Too their many guts. idiots. Aviator loves it. <laughs> so check it out. Confessions of the idiots. The idiots. You've got yeah. to, you, no, you I have paused, to pause. I had to pause. Yeah, no, no, Not that I had forgotten the title. I was just doing your pause. <laughs> yes. My favourite pause. Thank you so much. Uh, and Rick, you were telling me uh, us off air about uh, a podcast that you've just wrapped up the first season. Yes. Of. Yeah, I've got a couple of podcasts on the go. Um, I've just I've got a podcast with my 15-year-old daughter. It's called Yonks Ago, uh, where we investigate the life of historical figures who lived Yonks Ago. Um, and we spend however many episodes it takes for us to uh, explore their life to our satisfaction. Season one has just completed and we explored the life of Ned Kelly. Uh, It was very enjoyable and the season culminates in an eight-minute song where we summarise through the power of rap. Um, (laughs) It's Hamilton-esque in its glory. Fantastic. Um, All the lessons uh, we we learnt about Ned Kelly and all the fiction that we created about Ned Kelly along the journey. Uh, It's quite quite a a fun ride. So Yonks Ago is a fun historical... um, 
with a sprinkling of lies uh, podcast with uh, just a father and a daughter just learning together oh, God, that's about Ned Kelly and each other. That's, that's making so me cry. My goodness. Uh, and I also have a long running podcast with a couple of other comedians called How About This uh, with Jason Geary and Carl McConnell. It's just very funny. Classic very conversational funny. podcast, sprinkling of random facts, some characters, some some fun times, some special guests. Um, it's been going for years and years. We're up to about episode 241. Fantastic right. podcast. Definitely worth listening to. How about this? Very good. <laughs> How about this? That pause needs to be there. <laughs> well, and uh, thank you for joining me on Book Cheat. Oh, wow. I, now I'm into it. You getting that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does work a little slightly less well with something with just two words. In the <laughs> yeah. It looks yeah. like you've no. just said one word. too long. No. Oh, no, he's, he's going to continue. Oh, pause, cheat. Okay. Pause for the cause. <laughs> but uh, we really appreciate you guys coming down and uh, talking you, a bit David. of Bartleby with me. Oh, changed my life. <laughs> the only, the only time I want to talk about a script. I've got a way to get out of anything in ever. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer not to. Yeah. You might get a different answer next time you ask me to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be not- like, well played. I've got no response to that. I, res- I respect that a lot. I respect that a lot. I'm going to move podcast booths. <laughs> the only way to get away from Rick. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining me. And until next week, uh, I will say my uh, what's well, becoming my catchphrase, and that is books forever. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Aviators out. <laughs> <laughs>